what it will be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Surrounded by your glory, one will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus, or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence? To my knees, will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I can only imagine when that day comes, when I find myself.
And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, we'll be finishing up the book of 2 Peter today as we read through 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 18. Yes, it's a very short book. In the last days, scoffers will say that Jesus is never coming back, but Peter refutes their argument by explaining God's mastery over time. The last days is the time between Christ's first and second comings, thus We, like Peter, live in the last days. We must do the work to which God has called us and believe that He will return as He promised. Now in Noah's day, the earth was judged by water. At the second coming, it will be judged by fire. This fire is described in the book of Revelation. God may have seemed slow to these believers as they faced persecution every day and longed to be delivered, but God is not slow. He is just not on our timetable. Jesus is waiting so that more sinners will repent and turn to Him. We must not sit and wait for Christ to return. But we should realize that time is short, and we do have important work to do. Be ready to meet Christ at any time, even today. Yet plan your course of service as though He may not return for many years. Now the day of the Lord is the day of God's judgment on the earth. Here, this term is used in reference to Christ's return. Christ's second coming will be sudden and terrible for those who do not believe in Him. But if we are morally clean and spiritually alert, it won't come as a surprise. God's purpose for people is not destruction, but recreation. God will purify the heavens and earth with fire, and then He will create them anew. We can joyously look forward to the restoration of God's good world. We should not become lazy and complacent because Christ has not yet returned. Instead, we need to live in eager expectation of His coming. What would you like to be doing when Christ returns? Well, this is how you should be living each day. Peter concludes this brief letter as he began, urging his readers to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is, they were to get to know Him better and better. This is the best way to discern false teaching. No matter where we are in our spiritual journey, no matter how mature we are in our faith, the sinful world will always challenge our faith in different ways, sometimes powerfully subtle. We still have much room for growth, don't we? Every day we need to draw closer to Christ so that we'll be prepared to stand for truth in any and all circumstances. And now let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. November 29th, the New Testament, 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 18. This is my second letter to you, dear friends, and in both of them I, Peter, have tried to stimulate your wholesome thinking and refresh your memory. I want you to remember what the holy prophets said long ago and what our Lord and Savior commanded through your apostles. Most importantly, I want to remind you that In the last days, scoffers will come, mocking the truth and following their own desires. They will say, What happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? From before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. They deliberately forget that God made the heavens by the word of His command, and He brought the earth out from the water and surrounded it with water. Then he used the water to destroy the ancient world with a mighty flood. And by the same word, 
the present heavens and earth have been stored up for fire. They are being kept for the day of judgment, when ungodly people will be destroyed. But you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about His promise, as some people think. No, He is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. But the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire, and the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. Since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this, what holy and godly lives you should live, looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. On that day, He will set the heavens on fire, and the elements will melt away in the flames. But we are looking forward to the new heavens and new earth He has promised, a world filled with God's righteousness. And so, dear friends, while you are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in His sight. And remember, the Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. This is what our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom God gave him, speaking of these things in all of his letters. Some of his comments are hard to understand, and those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted his letters to mean something quite different, just as they do with other parts of Scripture, and this will result in their destruction. I am warning you ahead of time, dear friends. Be on guard, so that you will not be carried away by the errors of these wicked people and lose your own secure footing. Rather, you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. All glory to Him, both now and forever. Amen. Psalm 119, verses 129-152 through 152. Again, the psalmist is writing about the wonderful laws of God and his great delight and desire to obey them. He continues to want to be taught by the Lord. And he is very expectant when it comes to receiving God's commands. He also wants God to show him mercy. I hear people often speak of wanting God's justice for others, but we are judged by the same way we judge others. I don't want God's judgment. No, that took place on the cross. That's done for in my life because I'm trusting in Christ. I want His mercy, not His justice. And the psalmist here asks God to guide his steps. And that should be our prayer today as well. Lord, guide our steps. There is evil in the world. Sin abounds everywhere. And we don't want to be overcome by evil. So it's important that as we step, we always walk in the light. The psalmist also asks God for himself and on our behalf to look upon us with love. Of course, our God is love. He has decrees that he gives us to protect us from uh, the evil one and from the wicked ways of the world. We declare that he is righteous and all he does is fair. All his laws are perfect. His promises have been thoroughly tested. And we need to pray with all of our hearts that God will answer our prayers. He's promised to do that. When we get into trouble, He is our rescuer when we cry out to Him. 
He is near. He's promised to never leave us nor forsake us. The psalmist here is in a bit of trouble. He says that lawless people are coming to attack him. Have you ever been afraid that others might attack you? Remember that the Lord is near. Psalm 119, verses 129 through 152. Pay, your, the Lord's laws, are wonderful. No wonder I obey them. The teaching of your word gives light, so even the simple can understand. I pant with expectations, longing for your commands. Come and show me your mercy, as you do for all who love your name. Guide my steps by your word, so I will not be overcome by evil. Ransom me from the oppression of evil people. Then I can obey your commands. Look upon me with love. Teach me your decrees. Rivers of tears gush from my eyes, because people disobey your instructions. Tisadhi, O Lord, you are righteous, and your regulations are fair. Your laws are perfect and completely trustworthy. I am overwhelmed with indignation, for my enemies have disregarded your words. Your promises have been thoroughly tested. That is why I love them so much. I am insignificant and despised. But I don't forget your commandments. Your justice is eternal, and your instructions are perfectly true. As pressure and stress bear down on me, I find joy in your commands. Your laws are always right. Help me to understand them so I may live. Kof, I pray with all my heart. Answer me, Lord. I will obey your decrees. I cry out to you, rescue me, that I may obey your laws. I rise early before the sun is up. I cry out for help and put my hope in your words. I stay awake through the night, thinking about your promise. In your faithful love, O Lord, hear my cry. Let me be reviewed by following your regulations. Lawless people are coming to attack me. They live far from your instructions. But you are near, O Lord, and all your commands are true. I have known from my earliest days that your laws will last forever. Proverbs chapter 28, verses 21 and 22. Showing partiality is never good, yet some will do wrong for a mere piece of bread. Greedy people try to get rich quick, but don't realize they're headed for poverty.
Cast my cares, I will. Cast my cares. 